We're back. Thank you, and to our sponsor there and uh, the commercial break. Uh, I don't remember who is sponsoring this week's uh, episode. This week is brought to you in part by uh, Apex Auto. Oh, man. Your car dealing dealers. I don't have a card here. I'll, I'll have to throw to Able Auto instead. They're the ones that keep me running. Uh-huh. Yes. I, um, I think we'll probably get the same amount of money from both. Yeah, it's... I'm telling you, it's it's just people. I think have got their cars parked. You know, maybe we're we're in a good spot here for for prayer this week. We're in core. Oh, I did it again. Core twenty. Core twenty. And right. uh, you know, prayer. Uh, we talked about. Uh, well, of course, we talked about it at the first of the week, and and we're dealing with it um, all week. And prayer is really that communication with with god and, and you know it's interesting you know we, we talked about uh earlier in the week about how it is the currency if you will of a relationship and you know if you want to build that relationship i think you know people see as they tune in here that you and i have quite a rapport and you know i mean i think it's partly because we know one another relatively well but we do we do talk a lot more than just on the podcast it's communication you know it's funny i think that you know i don't want to chase this rabbit too far um, you know, being a twin is a kind of a unique thing. I've, I've got to watch it with my boys and it's, it's, it's interesting, but I know that, uh, just to give credence to what you're saying, uh, you know, when, when people ask me about you or, uh, you know, about what it's like to have a, a twin, uh, one thing I will often tell them, depending on what point of the day is, I'll say, oh yeah, I've already spoken with Ben uh, twice today. Yeah. And they think I'm joking. And I say, no, we probably talk about you know, on an average between three to five times a day. Yeah. Like, like, you know, if you don't know, look, we often, we, even this morning, we travel to work together. So when he was driving out to Sherwood and I was driving to Bird's Corner, we do it on the phone. We often drive home together at the end of the day, often just a, you know, we used to call midday and just say like, Hey man, like I'm driving for 10 minutes or I'm going to be walking from here to there or just had a little, just seeing if you had a little time. And sometimes we don't. You know, sometimes you got to say like, no, actually, I'm in this or that or on my way or wherever or don't answer. And that's fine, too. But you're right. That communication is the currency of any relationship. Right. And as hesitant as I am to make you and I an illustration for godly things, um, <laughs> you know, to that end, I was thinking as you were kind of explaining that, too, that, you know, I mean, we, we talk about just what's going on. You know, mm -hmm. hey, here's what's happening. Sometimes it's what's going on in the drive. Or with drivers uh, around us, and it's the price of gas. Um, but honestly, it's it's a time too where if there is anxieties and there is you know concerns or man, I just and honestly, even a, a request for prayer in those things. And and truly, in those times, it's not uncommon for us to just you know lift one another up over prayer while on those phone calls. Absolutely, and as you say, sometimes you're sharing you know interesting things. And so, and you think about that, like, if we take that to the prayer context, that you're, you're talking to your father. And I think that sometimes what we do is we take prayer and we make it some sort of, like, grandiose, like, it has to be very kind of, like, formal. Unless prayer is a big, big deal. Like sure. You're, you're talking to the creator of the universe, like, and you ought to approach appropriately. And yet, at the same time, I think, as you said, we almost feel like, well, I can't, I shouldn't pray about that, or I shouldn't talk to God about that. And... You know, here's what it makes me think of, like, my boys, like, I think they've made it their mission to find the most, like, annoying YouTube channels they can find with just, like, people who drive me nuts. 
and they'll talk to me about like Preston is this one guy that they really like another guy I don't even know what his name is they call him unspeakable I wish that he couldn't speak and but you know what like when they talk to me about that stuff right foolish as it is and, and you know what I'm mean, like you're gonna talk to me about that and that's you know if it's if it's important to them like I don't particularly care about it right and God does care about the stuff you're talking to by, by the way yeah. but if it's important to them then I'll make it important to me right or at least make them important to you right yes yes yeah. yeah, exactly. And so, and I think that's what pray continually means when you look at First Thessalonians, um, I think it's 517, it says pray continually. And, you know, that's, that's the idea. It's not that you're constantly like in, you know, head bowed, like in your room, like, you know, just put some toast underneath the door. Like, it's that continual conversation throughout the day. Yeah. Prayer, prayer is a lot of things. It is, and that's the thing is I think that sometimes people won't get started because they picture that, you know, they've got to be by their, you know, kneel down on their knees beside their bed with their hands folded, with the, you know, lights appropriately dimmed, and then you've got to have your, your formula of the things that you're supposed to say. And I think for a lot of people, you know, that last part, that's the hang-up. It's like, I don't know what to say, or I don't know how to get started. Um, you know what? That's a perfect opener for your prayer his yep. you know father i don't know what to say i don't know how to get started and then maybe just sit and listen for a minute and you know say say what say what you're thinking say what's on your heart bring before him what you've got that that listening aspect is so important because you think of any communication that's going to be that's going to be part of it and that can be a part that we struggle with you know, it's funny. I can remember the first time when we used to do prayer vigils. I was here. just thinking about the prayer vigils. And, you know, you, you'll end up landing like at 2 in the morning or something. And, you know, with a half hour time slot. And I can remember thinking like my soul, like what am I going to do here for half an hour? And you wouldn't believe. Like after, I think after the first prayer vigil I ever did, I don't know how old I would have been. But I do know that the second time that I signed up, I signed up for an hour. Yeah. Because the... The half hour was shorter than I thought. Yeah. And when you really get focused, and especially what you just said on the listening. Um, but again, we'll, we'll get ready to jump in here because prayer has different facets to it. The first part we're talking about is blessing. That's right. I just want to explain just in case we've breezed by. If, if you're hearing prayer visual and you've never been a part of one or don't yeah. know what that is, um, often at, at Easter and um, what other times? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We, uh, our church growing up, or the church where Dan serves presently, would have a prayer vigil. And it was a 24-hour period where somebody would be in a prayer room we had at the church, and somebody would be praying for tw there for 24 hours. Not one person, but, you know, you'd sign up for time slots, as he said. Um, and, again, you'd, you'd start to pray, and you think, how am I going to fill half an hour? How am I going to do an hour? And uh, it's amazing how it goes. But lest our podcast turn into an hour... Um, numbers 624 to 26, and this is, uh, something we sing often, uh, at Sherwood, uh, the Lord bless you and keep you Lord, make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. And of course that is uh, a blessing in prayer yes. and, and blessing is, is a wonderful, uh, part of prayer and it's a wonderful way that we can can pray for and you know bless one another and this is kind of a unique form that's taking place here yeah because 
and it's funny because sometimes I think you'll we'll hear people do this and almost get confused. I don't know if you've ever been praying with someone or in a situation like that and you couldn't tell whether or not the person was praying or whether they were talking to you mm. and they probably were. Right. <laughs> the answer right? was yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. So sometimes pronouncing blessing is, is we're, we're talking to God, but we're blessing a person and it's this, you know, it's a prayer. Well, it's a blessing. As you said, it's, it's a prayer of blessing. And, you know, we, we see this in different places in the scripture, certainly here in Numbers, um, you know, and, and sometimes this is another great thing if you're like, well, I have no idea what to pray. This is a good prayer. Um, there are lots of prayers in the scripture. I mean, look, whether you comb through and find them or you just Google them, like look up prayers in the scripture, sure. man, go through the Psalms, go read a Psalm and then pray through that Psalm, pray yeah. what they pray. And, you know, a lot of it is, is praising the Lord, and that's all wonderful, too. There are a lot of psalms of lament. Yep. And look, there's ever been a period of time, you know, in recent history where we've had mega use of the of the psalms of lament. And I think it's a lot of, honestly, I think that might even be a lot of the source of pent-up anger and rage and discomfort for people, is that we don't actually know anymore how to properly lament. Right. Well... So can't take complaints to God. Yeah, and a big part of, of prayer is taking those burdens, even like the confession of sin, right? Yeah. You're taking these burdens and you're unloading them, and the alternative is to carry them around. But uh, I like what you were saying there, you know, like if you, especially if you're in that spot where I don't know where to start or I don't know what to say, you know, think about what you're feeling, you know. Uh, again, Google can help you out. Find Find a psalm that when you read it, you're like, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what those are. Like, just, just pray that, you know, and just that's... sometimes, sometimes it's just taking something and saying, me too, Lord, me too. Yes. Uh, like I, I've had some, you know, in, in group prayers and stuff, man, when there's people who are powerful in prayer, um, actually I have to, I have to tell you this. So, uh, yesterday, uh, my daughter was walking down to the beach with some of her friends and I was, you know, going with them to make sure everything was safe and all that. And and I could hear her telling a story uh, of a conversation she had with a former co-worker of mine and a beautiful dear friend. His name is Les Farewell. Mm -hmm. And Les, man, that guy, you, you talk about people having, someone having the gift of prayer, mm -hmm. that guy will pray through you while you're standing next to him. Mm -hmm. And the amount of times that that guy put his hand on my shoulder and just prayed and either prayed for me, but often through me. I mean, like the guy, like you could just feel the Holy Spirit moving in him. The guy could reduce me to tears, which I know sometimes is not super difficult to do. But I'm telling you, like, just, I just, all I could say was me too, Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's funny that we use that exact phrase. Uh, when I was talking on Sunday about this subject, about people who have the gift of prayer, and I know I had the blessing of being with uh, with Les different times when he would pray in groups. I've had those big frying pan mitts on me too to, to pray for me, which is just uh, I almost felt like the God, the hand of God was reaching out to yeah. to, to, to touch you. And uh, the example I used was Clarence White, who I know that you knew very yes. well. It was like a grandfather to us in many ways, and another one he just. When he prays, like you just, man, he had that thing going on. And, and if I could just highlight it real quick, the thing with both of those guys I know for sure is the reason they could pray so powerfully was because they had their private prayer lives so in order. Yeah. 
And that's when they could pronounce blessings and you, like you could hear, it wasn't just like the Lord bless you. Like it was, it, or like it almost like when somebody sneezes, right? Yeah. But like this was like, this was blessing. Yeah. Now you have, we talked about it before and I'd love you to tell uh, our listeners, um, you have a, a blessing kind of prayer that you do with your yeah. sons, I thought was really neat, and I'd love it if you'd share it. Yeah, so um, we don't do it every night, um, but I always pray with my children and uh, pray for them. And so sometimes what I'll do with Celine and Casey is one at a time, uh, let's say I'm over with Casey first, and uh, I'm say, Casey, I want to pray for you, bud. So he closes his eyes, and I'll put my hand on his head, and I'll say, you know, Heavenly Father, please bless my son Casey. Bless his head, fill it with good thoughts and with your word and wisdom. And then I'll say, you know, Lord, bless his mouth that he's always speaking kindly to, to others. And I'll say to, to bless his arms that they would always be reaching out to others and never withdrawing. I'd say to bless his heart, uh, that he would guard it above all else. And, and, uh, and you know, love people. And I'll say bless his, his legs and the places that he will go and, and direct his feet. And then I'll, I'll end and I'll say, bless his belly and fill it with so much joy until his joy tank is completely full. And then I'll tickle him and I'll keep asking him if his joy tank is full. And then they'll, you know, they'll, they'll say, yes, yes, yes. And then mercifully, I will stop filling it. Right. Um, but it's, again, it's, 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 I, it doesn't have to be this like, you know, formal, like I come in and wear my suit and, you know, tell them to be, you know, quiet and, and things like that. Like it's a, it really is that that conversation and if, if it's going to be a blessing of joy it ought to be joyful yeah and it just shows the different elements because there is a time for that quiet serious somber absolutely and and there's a time for for blessing and joy and laughter as well um why don't you take us through the uh, next verse there dan all right so uh you know if we pray we want our prayers to be effective so hear this from second chronicles chapter 7 verse 14 it says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. And this is a tricky one for us, but the first word of that verse 14 is if, mm. and you know, we are small compared to God. But we should not act and live as if what we do doesn't matter and it doesn't have consequences. Because it says here that God wants to hear from us mm -hmm. and he wants to offer forgiveness, that he wants to offer healing. Dude, are we in a land that needs healing right now? And all God's people said, yes, mm -hmm. definitely, right? But he says, if my people, not even the world, right. <clears throat> if his people, the ones who are called by his name, if we would humble ourselves we talked about that uh, a couple weeks ago yeah right not that false humility but that do word humble themselves pray seeking the lord's face turning away from wickedness because those are the things that hinder our prayers yeah well, sure that god can't hear you or there's nothing he can't but that he doesn't well it's it's kind of like you know uh, it's interesting you say if my people who are called by my name Mm -hmm. Right, so that makes me think of like a, a family. It makes me think of a household. Yep. Um, now I don't think we like to look at ourselves 
uh, as children, but compared to God, like, what do you want? Yeah. Um, in this relationship, you know, he is, he's the father and, and we're called by his name. And so, you know, when I think of in my household, I'm the father and the children and, you know, we all share the same, the same name. And, you know, the status of that relationship matters in communication. You know, mm -hmm. if, you know, my, my kids who, you know, they're not listening to me at all and they're just like kind of whatever and they're not doing the things that they know they're supposed to do that I've asked them to do all these things. And then all of a sudden they come with their hands out. Can I have this? Can I go here? Can I do this? Um, you know, my ears are not exactly open to that. Mm -hmm. um, now, I'm not saying that God is like has this checklist and stuff and like, you know, right. this is a very simplistic view of it. But the relationship matters. Um, yeah. How things are going matters. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, right. And it's not that the Lord's blessings are performance based. No, no. But, it, but the thing is, we have to be mindful that there are things the scripture makes clear that can hinder your prayers. You know, we were talking before this started. Um, this is a word for uh, for the guys out there, for, for you married men. We were talking about 1 Peter chapter 3, uh, verse 7, where it says, Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner or vessel and heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So literally he says, hey, being inconsiderate to your wife, has anybody been? or being disrespectful to your wife can hinder your prayers. That's a challenging word. Yeah, it is so. It That's is a challenging so. word. And again, I, do, I don't want it to say like, okay, so if you're not being perfect, if, you, if you've ever goofed, like, that's, that's not what it is. But listen, if, if when you hear that, that lands being like, you know what, I am consistently, you know, inconsiderate to my bride. Hmm. And, you know, the example that we used beforehand, too, is that here's this. I remember getting this word uh, at, a, at a marriage conference a number of years ago. And so just imagine that, like, I don't know, like you need like 50 bucks for something. Yeah. Like for gas, probably. Or probably for gas right right now. Right. So that'll buy you about four liters of gas. Yeah. And uh, you, so let's just say you need that. It doesn't The rest of the story doesn't matter. Right. And you're going to ask your father-in-law for that $50. But just before you ask him, you are like completely disrespectful to your wife, his daughter in front of him. Right. And you're like, oh, man, lady, how my disrespectful voice. Yeah, that's, that's man, I, I don't know. We might have to change the rating to this uh, podcast to explicit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I should have warned you before I get so crass. <laughs> uh, this near know, lady. And then, and, then, and then turn to your father-in-law and say, can I have 50 bucks for, for gas? Uh, I don't know what his response will be, but like it'd be no. way less inclined. Yeah. You know, and, and certainly way less inclined towards you. And some of the things we have to remember is that you don't just have a heavenly father, uh, married people out there. You have a heavenly father in law, right? You know, and again, like we don't want anything to, to hinder uh, our prayers. No, that's it. And look like, the the unconfessed sin thing we talked about that, yes. that sort of thing and then of course you know when he he uses the verbiage here then i will hear from heaven and i will forgive their sin 
and heal their land, mm-hmm. right? When they've turned from their wicked ways, um, when they have forgiven. And, you know, we talked about this as we did the Lord's Prayer. Uh, and we talked about this previous, and we're not going to go all the way down this road. But, you know, the way we forgive, it, it matters. Wow. And uh, I know we said in the message, I can't remember if we said it in the podcast, but we probably did, but it bears repeating, is that you are never uh, more like God than when you forgive. Yes, that's right. And... You know, that's don't don't put a wall up for your prayer life um, by by stewing in unforgiveness. And look, I, I said I wasn't going to go down the road, and now here I am walking down it. Um, never, never hear uh, us say like, "Oh, just forgive." Like it's just that simple. Oh, why can't you just forgive? You know, I don't know what your story is. I don't know what happened to you, and and I'm not super good at it. Like. Yeah. Like forgiveness is always preached at me very much first um, because I can hold a grudge easily uh, and it's a problem. And I think that part of why it's involved in the prayer is because it, I think a lot of time forgiveness requires the power that God gives in order to do it. No question. James McDonald always said that forgiveness is a crisis and a process. And when I fail in the process, I return to the crisis. And here's what that means in a nutshell. Is the crisis is that I realize that I have not forgiven. Okay? So maybe I am thinking about a situation, and I'm thinking about the way this person has offended me, the way that they've hurt me, and I realize, you know what? I have bad feelings towards them. I desire bad things for their life. And so that's the crisis. It's like, I, Lord, listen, I've I've not forgiven this person, and, and I want to. And so, Lord, I... I forgive them in your name again, and I pray that you would, you know, uh, that you would create that in my heart, that feelings of forgiveness towards them. And then I go through the process of forgiving them, that maybe I've already spoken the words, and if I haven't, then I maybe I need to. Then I go through that process, and then when I fail in the process where I'm not feeling loving towards them, I'm not feeling forgiving towards them, I need to return to the crisis and say, Lord, I'm still not there, yeah. and I need to go through it again. Yeah, and and it very much can be that process, right? Absolutely, like, it is, and and it's and again, it's not easy. That's why it re- it requires prayer. Well, and, and again, too, don't that, think like, that if you're in the middle of that process that like you can't come before God until you get that resolved. I mean, you, absolutely, you want to continually come before the Lord, and that actually is uh, kind of the thrust of the next passage. A lot of what we've oh, been doing. Like, that's right. I've got the I got the segue going. Those things, they're kind of gone now, right? The Segways, remember those? Like the little things? It's thing? all the electric scooters now. Yeah, well, then it was, it's hoverboards, and now it's, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'm, Yeah, I'll let that rabbit run. All right, so <laughs> um, uh, Matthew 7, Sermon on the Mount. That's where we've been uh, lately and in preaching. And Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Allelu, alleluia. Oh, no, sorry. The next verse says, uh, for everyone who who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Uh, of course, you know, if you uh, didn't get that, then you, you, didn't, uh, you didn't go to Sunday school because that was, you know, we sang that at Sunday school. That was actually a great way. I, I really actually think that that is a shame that we have kind of navigated away from a lot of those little simple songs that actually just taught you scripture uh, mm-hmm. not the point but that's that was just for free um, this another sponsor of the of the podcast is VBS and uh, this is this is a great this is a great word 
and it's like ask and it will be given to you and you know you hear that and you think okay wow like well i i better get to asking and i think that a hang up that we get to in prayer um is highlighted in this passage where it says ask and it will be given and we're like yes lord and then it says seek and you will find but are we seeking like are yeah. we are we really like are we seeking his kingdom are we really your your kingdom come your will be done um and are we are we knocking are we being persistent or are we giving the action you know we talked about on sunday um about praying for the poor and you know that if we pray to end poverty well the lord jesus said that the poor will always be among you um, but we can certainly pray uh for the poor and and that they would be lifted out of their poverty but that's something that we can put some feet to as well yeah that's the thing too is that sometimes we we tend to look at a passage like this and think it's ask for whatever you want and look i can remember you know being young young and singing that song in, in sunday school opening or a bbs or wherever it was and remember being told like you can ask god for stuff yeah and i don't remember how old i was probably 17 no i was probably I was very young and i can remember like you know somebody said that at church that you could you could ask god for whatever and i remember thinking like that's incredible i didn't know that and i can remember that night uh, before going to sleep, I prayed that a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza thrower would appear underneath my bed in the morning. And I legit remember waking up and checking underneath the bed and being like, oh, it didn't work. Yeah. Well, and I remember I, and that. You were actually 27 at the time. 27. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, remember just how old. I'm trying to think why you would have been there when I was 27. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, I, was in, I was in my bunk bed. I was right above. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> one of those nights. And so, but, but in honesty, and we talked about this on Sunday. Part of it is knowing, is that lines of communication, it's knowing God, knowing the things that we can ask for, right? Like knowing how to ask appropriately. Now, that being said, I think sometimes we take that so far where we don't ask God for anything. Yeah. That we, that we pretty much wall him in. And as you said, we forget about the other two aspects of it, of the seeking God portion, which is going to impact the asking, of the knocking portion, of the action portion, or the persistence, which is also connected to the asking. Right. And, you know, because he says, for everyone who asks, receives. Yeah. Hey, and that's the part we tend to focus on, because we miss the other part. Because the one who seeks finds. Right. Nobody talks about that. Right. Well, I'm asking. I don't hear God. You know, I'm asking for things. I'm not receiving. So, well, what? Like, are you? Tell me how the seeking portion's going. I've never heard anybody say, "I'm just trying to seek God and I can't find Him." Yeah, I've so, never had that conversation. I never heard something like, "I I'm going to to you know for this action that I found while seeking God." Yeah. In the door, like, you know, and sometimes look, sometimes we do knock on the wrong door. Sometimes we are sure. going after things God's trying to put us in another direction. But that middle one, man, that's seeking. Right. Well, and again, it, all, the, all the way through to the action, right? Like sometimes we offer up what I call the Moses prayer, right? Where it's, Lord, please deliver me, but by somebody else's hand. Like, yes. Send someone else. You know, mm -hmm. I, I am slow of speech. Yeah. I, I, I'm nobody. I can't do it. And, and, uh, and you know, God, he, he wants to bless you. And he will often give you an opportunity to participate. 
Like, oh yeah. And see, this is this is what it makes me think of when you start use Moses too. Like, whose whose glory are we after? Hmm. Because, you know, when you look at Moses, and Moses is certainly seen as a hero of the Old Testament, and, and he is, you know, like the Moses, hero of the Old Testament. Right, and so he's reluctant to go, and he's as you say, like Lord deliver us, but by someone else's hand, and finally God, you know, gets Moses going, and he and he goes. And, you know, we will look at that and, and think, you know, we're, we're very apt to be like, Lord, yes, you said, deliver me, but by someone else's hand. Sorry, that's just a uh, call from somewhere's who knows where in a strange area code. Um, but we... You never know when the Lord's going to call. Yeah, it was right there, man. It was right there. I hope it wasn't him because I definitely just picked up and hung up. So, <laughs> I hope it wasn't him. There's calling him a question period. I apologize. I wasn't ready. But <laughs> where, I, where I'm trying to actually get. Oh, man, our show, we got our first caller and you hung up on them. And look, they're persistent. They're look, persistent. Gang, that's, this is not a call in show. That's, that's the same one. So I'm going to just try and can I mute that. Just leave it off the hook. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm, I'm just chasing rabbits here now. And so the the part I was actually going to say was the one that we do often quote is Isaiah of here I am, Lord, send me. Right. right. And, you know, Isaiah is, you know, seeing the glory of the Lord, like it's, it's this incredible um, portion that moves by uh, of Scripture. I'm so distracted. Yeah, yeah. But what we forget is... Is that when Lord when he says, Here I am, send me, the message is, Oh, but it's not gonna work. Oh, and they're they're not gonna listen. Yeah. There's no glory for Isaiah. No, I mean he spent his whole life preaching to a group of people that would never repent and follow. Mm -hmm. Like when I remember there was a song that was popular for a while and a band I really like, and there was you know some worship times. I remember at a at a youth conference hearing that, Here I am, Lord send me. And that was not a me too, Lord moment, just knowing the context of that. Like I, yeah, yeah. you know, that was not me, Lord. Uh, and again, not that you don't want to go and, you know, obviously no, you want to be willing to go where he calls you to go. But like, that was not like, I, I don't want that job. Well, that's where we have to ask ourselves in prayer. Um, you know, is it my kingdom? Right. Or God, is it your kingdom? Yep. Yeah. And that might be a good, that might be a good thought just to, to drop us off. So if you were if you were the one calling in, my my apologies, and I uh, appreciate your persistence, and uh, I, I hope that you got something out of that last little bit there, where I was, you know, talking about chasing rabbits. Well, Man, look, I... it says, uh, "Asking you'll be given, seeking you'll find, knock and the door will be opened." It says nothing about call and you'll be answered. That's true. That's right. So that's that's the word for today. That's it. <laughs> it's got a nice ring to it. Okay, so. Oh man, right. that is the. Uh... That's the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, there. there you go. This is what happens when you miss rehearsal. And so uh, we want to thank you for being with, uh, with us. Oh, man. Look, we're unraveling but right at the I end. Oh, it took, took a long time. Yeah, Unraveled has arrived. So listen, Dan, uh, if you could pray us out, and maybe, uh, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to, if you could just pray a blessing on our listeners. Yes. I think that would be a fantastic to. way uh, for us to conclude this conversation. I would love to do that. So let's let's do that now. Heavenly Father, we approach you and we are grateful to you. You are the God of the universe. You are the author of this life and the perfecter of our faith. 
Uh, you have done great things uh, in times past. You have done great things recently, and we know that you will continue to do great things. And uh, Lord, I pray that those who are struggling uh, would find relief. I pray those that are wandering uh, would uh, come out of the wilderness and find you. And so, Lord, I thank you for this time that we have. And for those that are that are listening today, Lord, uh, I pray on them that may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was a great word. That was a great blessing, man. You had you had that in you had that one already in the chamber. I was that was that one was ready. That's that's First Thessalonians five. Uh, man, that was great. I honestly like I I I really did put you on the spot there, and man, you came through. <laughs> well, that's that's good, man. That's good. All right. Well, that's to make up for the phone call. Yeah, there you go. All right. So until then, uh, God bless you and keep you, and uh, hopefully you'll join us next week. And remember, during the show, you can call in at any time at one eight 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 seven 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 four extension seven. All right. <laughs> until then, gang, we'll see you next week. Great blessed.